And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Mythbits. We are your hosts, Jenna and Joe Sparks, and this is episode 98. 98. The World of Mythbits. Again, welcome to the world of myth bits. We're kind of in that lull of the month, I think, where we're waiting for all the good stuff to happen. Uh, you know, we're, com- we're coming up to a new issue in a couple weeks and all sorts of new stuff. And, and as for housekeeping, there's really nothing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and remind you all that we're still looking for contributors uh, for Zombie Works for the Full Moon and Howlin anthology. Um, just cause I know we want to get as many amazing submissions as possible. Uh, you can always just go to www.zombieworks.us slash submissions for more info. Um, I wrote my story. I'm still proofreading it and making sure it is peak because, uh, I need to make sure it's good enough. <laughs> like I haven't public. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm very, um, skittish. I guess would probably be the best, best word, but say you're more particular. I, I, I guess that's probably putting it nicely. Mm. I'm very hard on myself (laughs) is the truth, (laughs) but not always where I need to be. Um, so I don't know. I have some like random things I just want to talk about this week. Um, one of which is, okay, let me kind of start at the beginning here. If you've been listening, you've gotten to hear me talk and boast, I guess, about how I feel like I, I, I dealt with quarantine very well and how I thrived. And I was just constantly making art. I was doing stuff. I was redecorating the living room and, and you know, really just kind of um, drowning out the world uh, binge watching like Waco, which is really excellent uh, programming. So shout out to Waco. Um, <laughs> oh, is that a TV show or a movie? It was a TV show. It was on the Paramount Network. It was really good. Like it just it was a really really good um, series. But um, yeah, just just like binge watching and and kind of enjoying time. I mean, like playing through The Witcher uh, game too, uh, and. Uh, getting my uh the child of the household a game called persona 5 and they spent 130 130 hours playing and i watched like 129 of those hours (laughs) anyway okay i'm getting way off track so that all being said I realized how desperately I have been going through withdrawals. Convention withdrawals. When 
Dave and I started talking about PC 2021, um, my mind went there. <laughs> like I went there hardcore. And I, I didn't realize how badly I craved that kind of like convention environment until um, a few days ago as I was working on some stuff regarding PCE. And I realized how not okay I am. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, just uh, uh, realizing, I guess, how, um, not different, but like these, these things that you kind of um, desperately miss. Like, I'm okay not going out. Like, I'm, we're, we're not people who really go out and do things. We don't, you know, go to the movies regularly. Um, we don't go out to eat often. You know, we're really like homebodies. And even like um, shopping, <laughs> like I've been able to do most, and actually even like shopping has kind of uh, been beneficial doing it online um, because I've gotten to find some like really cool um, like independent sellers and whatnot. Okay, getting off track here. Point is, I desperately, desperately am missing convention life. And I know other people are seriously struggling. So as I'm kind of like diving into these projects um, with Dave or for Dave or, you know, just things for PCE 2021, I'm like, it, it's, it's kind of starting to fill that void, I think, because I'm like able to kind of start looking forward to next year and um I'm I'm so stoked like beyond the the mental like oh you know I miss it I I the minute Dave told us you know back after PCE 2020 that we would be continuing it making an annual thing and could look forward to 2021 I was thrilled, genuinely thrilled. Um, and I think that comes from a couple years ago, we, we had an art supply shop, um, in where we live and, um, where we were located, it was a really cool setup because it was an old hotel. And when I say hotel, I don't mean like uh, you know, a storied hotel, but like a, a kind of motel, but it was actually an old Hollywood hotel. So you had like a courtyard. I mean, it's a really, really cool place. Um, the, the owners and, and not even so much the owners, but, um, this, I mean the city and so many politics have gone into like what it can be and what it can't be. Like it can't be a hotel again, which is weird. So they set it up for commercial properties. And it's a, like I said, it's a really cool property. And um, we had we had the store there and we we really kind of started coming up with all of these ideas for things to do and things that we could try to come up with to make it kind of a hub where we're at. 
And we never saw it through. Obviously, we had to close the store down, um, sadly. But we, we were never able to actually do anything with any of these these ideas we had these grand ideas and one of those ideas was like a a just some kind of convention like an artist convention and a a pop culture type thing basically what dave did but like half the size like <laughs> not even half the size like a quarter of the size because there was no we had no idea like what it would take so that's why like seeing seeing PCE succeed, seeing it become this this annual tradition, seeing it kind of flourish and grow. Like, I am so excited, so, so proud of Dave and everybody who has put it together. And, I mean, just, like, dreamt it and then saw it come true. So um, that's probably why I'm, I'm like, so emotionally invested in it but I'm I'm just so excited because so far Dave's in it or sorry I keep saying Dave we Dave PCE everybody behind the scenes has so far announced that Bob Carter um who was the voice of uh Shao Kahn and Baraka from Mortal Kombat and then also Carrie Means and that's the Frylock the famous Frylog from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which if you're like Joe and I in, in our age range, you grew up watching that. <laughs> so he's like such an iconic voice to have um, there. And it's too bad he couldn't get Carl and have Carl oh and <laughs> go back and forth. One year um, I went to IMATS and it's the, the International Makeup Artist Trade Show right yeah and um they actually had like a whole section for special effects makeup and um they actually had like this whole carl bust and it was probably one of the the coolest things i've ever seen because it was like a 3d um humanized bust of carl and that like i i have a picture of it somewhere but it it stayed with me forever because i thought it was the coolest thing so, yeah, but going back, I, I'm so excited. I think we were all excited for another round of PCE. Uh, the first year was definitely uh, quite the experience, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I remember they had the little robots running around. The Daleks. The Daleks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think, like, the most important thing right now is just fans. Um, you know, obviously... Um, being a fan of something is, is a very like connecting thing. You know, if, if you're a fan of, you know, like Dr. Who or what have you, obviously, you know, it's, it's kind of this, um, relationship you form with people, with strangers, like across the, the world. And, um, and I think a lot of companies are kind of starting to wake up and, and really realize how truly important the fans are. Um, I don't know if any anybody who's listening is, is a fan of, like, the show Lucifer. But that show was canceled and then revived because of fan power. And it just, it, like, it keeps getting renewed, even though they're like, we're, we're, we're reaching the end here. But, like, it just keeps getting renewed. Beyond the point. Um, 
so I think, you know, with this with this kind of new world of of quarantine and everything where where companies and entertainers and um, artists are are getting more and more creative and in educators, too. I mean, we're getting more and more creative with how to share things. And especially if you're somebody who is maybe limited um, financially, uh, tr- uh, distance-wise, wh- whatever, um, it's really cool the things that are, are being made available, you know, like they did a fando- DC fandom last month and they, they did a second part on Saturday where it was like really fan-based. Even like Comic-Con did a, did a oh my god, that's a tongue twister. Comic-Con did a digital convention and um, it was free and then you had, um, oh god, a couple months ago, um, the, oh, who was it? Um, American Research Center in Egypt. They published, well, actually, I don't know when exactly it was published, but it became, it kind of made the rounds, um, and you could actually tour the tomb. It was a virtual tour, like a full-on walkthrough of the tomb, um, tomb of Mena. And I, I don't know about you, but like, I, I, I just think it's really cool. Like, obviously, I don't know if we'd ever be able to make it to Egypt and and see that in person. But actually, getting to, obviously, there's a big difference between like virtual and digital versus seeing it up close and in person but like I said I would love to visit Egypt and see these these things but I don't know if that's ever going to be a reality um and then even um the the Mutter Museum which if you're you're a morbid morbidly interested person like I am the Mutter Museum they did like a walkthrough tour um where you got to see a ton of of amazing amazing uh pieces on display uh that you know obviously the the curation started by Thomas Mutter uh after he died well started before he died but then it was uh displayed after anyway that's on the East Coast. Well, we're on the West Coast. I would love to go see that in person. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, and then even concerts. The- um, yeah, because I, I saw that concert of uh, Evan and Zane. That's the band formed by Evan Rachel Wood and Zane Carney. And they did a live streaming concert for the Hotel Cafe uh, last month. And uh, <clears throat> there's a little bit of downside to that kind of live event so during one one part of the, the event uh zane was getting down on his guitar and he's strumming along and they were really getting into it and after he was finished jamming he took a step back right he bowed took a step back looked up and at that exact moment remembered that there was no crowd <laughs> and evan looked over at him and she's like yeah and that's how they ended the set and i'm like oh man that, yeah, that must have been hard. I mean, they they definitely played it off, but I'm sure in his mind that was hard for him being like a live musician. You know? Well, yeah, I think yeah, like you said, it's the downside of of these virtual things. Like it's great 
for us, but for the actual, like, entertainers, the actual musicians, the actual, um, like, artists, it's, it's an entirely different form of entertainment. And to get used to that, because, I mean, what do... What is an audience? An audience is 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 there to what? Like, what well, in your opinion? Like, what's the whole point and purpose of an audience? Well, that's gonna that's gonna determine on how you're actually gonna see the audience because today in today's standards, well, let's like, let's say like a live audience, just so like a live, a live audience, audience at a concert. Yeah. So you're saying the live music is well, everybody. I'm sure everybody's been to a concert, so you have the music going and and people are standing next to you and the it's mostly about the bass and you can actually like feel the bass like run across the the floorboards and into the walls and everything like that so it's more of an experience of a, a physical feeling experience yeah that or comedy shows you know kind of like when we went to uh um uh we went to the improv a couple years ago. Yeah, we went to the improv, and that was the, well. That's totally two different things too, because remember the improv was was an an experience in itself, and it was a it was a, it was a tight experience. It's, yeah, the it's improv super is like intimate. really yeah intimate. But we went and saw um, Craig Schumacher. Craig Schumacher. Right. <laughs> Craig Schumacher was there, but then also after that one, we went and saw um, saw uh, Jim Jeffries. Um, I I think we were down in um, uh, Irvine. Mm-hmm. Right, we were down in Irvine. We saw Jim Jeffries, and that was an entirely different experience because we, were actually, yeah, we were actually only a couple rows away from him actually, and and he had quite quite the seating capacity. It was yeah, it was like a whole. I can't, it was, was an it the Grove. It was, yeah, it was like an auditorium yeah. type of show, and it's different because you can go and meet the um, comedians. Well, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if you can meet all the comedians, but he was a, a greeting afterwards, mm-hmm. you know and. The line wasn't too bad. Yeah. You know, I think we were only there till like midnight or something like that. I don't know. We weren't even there that late. Yeah. The line went went really fast. Or I think we got back to the house at midnight or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But um, that's that's the different thing. It's like you get the meet and greets and everything like that in person. So then it, you have your virtual tours that have upsides and also downsides, you know, mm-hmm. because price and everything, that's one thing. But also you don't get the experience yeah. behind these events. Um. Kind of like, oh, here's a good one. Kind of like a haunt. Like, if you did a virtual haunt versus actually going to an actual haunt, it's not going to be the same. No. Kind of like, we, we okay. So, <laughs> we when Eli, Eli Roth opened this, what he believed was going to be a year-round haunt, right? So, he says, okay, I'm going to create this haunt. It's going to be open year-round. This is going to be awesome. And I agree, it could have been awesome. And he was, it was in uh, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, was it in a hotel specifically? It was right outside of Planet. Uh, uh, Planet Hollywood. Not Planet Hollywood. Was no. it Planet Hollywood? I think they have a hotel over there. Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Something like it was that. like in that like the mall area by the the hotel. Is that by Fremont Street. I don't remember. You do. So, ah, <laughs> uh, he. He put on this year-round year hunt, and you would go through these mazes. And at the end of it, he did a meet and greet inside mm-hmm. a bar. It was the opening night. Well, yeah, it's probably because it was the opening night that is, he was there. That's why you know he had the meet and greet, but it was inside the bar. Um, so 
I think he put the whole thing together very well, and he had like actors and paid actors and you know professional actors. It was really cool. I mean, aesthetically, it was stunning, and I mean the it was it was genuinely like really really cool. And I'm I'm a huge Eli Roth fan, so of course I had to go. Um, yeah, so made like, Joe go with me. <laughs> like when you're in the haunt and they have the steam going and the, the lights and it could really like trick your brain into perception mm-hmm. like how i was talking about last last podcast yeah because like, perception of everything and you're like your senses are all in tank like hopefully that's where virtual reality can kind of simulate a bit but it's also not going to do the same thing now i yeah. mean we're, we're probably 100 years 200 years away from something mm-hmm. like that anyways so there's no that's that yeah. you know i mean like at the end of the haunt you walked through this i mean the best way to explain it was um like a birth canal. <laughs> it was just this it was like this, it was a synthetic material and okay, so for some, <laughs> for some reason I was the guy in okay, so what happens is they, they put you in let's 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 bring everybody back to what happens. So, so when they, you first walk in. They shut you into an elevator mm-hmm. and everybody's in an elevator and then the elevator breaks down and everybody and then all what happens is the uh, what would you call the the attendant? Yeah. The attendant, for some reason, I'm not quite sure how it happened. He instant instantaneously became zombified for some reason. Yeah. And he points his or he actually doesn't point. He actually guides like a true host, yeah. right, with his hand open. Open palm is what they teach you in casinos <laughs> about the guests. He's like, when you go and get a job at a casino, you never point. And that's what you, when you go, I, you I, I work, invitingly I, I worked at a, gesture. Yeah, I, I've worked at a few casinos. So when they go through orientation, they come up there and say, you never point, you open palm. If you point, you're going to get written up. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> so he open palms it like a true gentleman. Yeah. And because we were the last into the elevator, that meant that we were the first out of the elevator. Well, it's because everybody was kind of like looking at each other and they looked at the host and they were looking at each other. And I looked outside and I'm like, ah, I guess we'll go. So I stepped outside and I'm in the head of the pack. And then you turn around the corner. Next thing you know, you see this giant, giant guy with what looks like a homicidal victim on the ground. Right. And he's just going into him. (laughs) And I looked out there and I was like, oh, seems legit. Well, okay, don't also leave out the best part of the story where you pushed me oh, yeah. in front so I, of you. So I take Jenna and I ease her in front of me because she's, she's sitting there, she's shaking. She's shaking. I am not. I I'm excited because I knew I was going to meet Eli Roth after the whole thing. Well, you can have excited shakes. <laughs> you can shake with excitement. It's the same thing. <laughs> so anyways, we go through to the maze and what Jenna was just talking about. Um, they had this synthetic material that it was like it, like a vinyl yeah, or it, like a rubber it, yeah but it was put together so tightly that it could have been like a birthing towel in which she had put it like it was very tight to actually get through yeah so the nicest way to word it because i remember i was I came up to the vinyl and i looked at it and i was like how how we get him over here now you know and then the guy Next to me, he actually was like, oh, I like this part. He just slips right through there. I, I said, oh, okay. So then we slipped through this opening after going through the other mazes. Like he had like zombie vampires and stuff like that. But um, Well, the worst part on my end was because the, the canal ultimately would lead you to the bar. Yeah. 
And unfortunately, the can the the canal. I'm so sorry that this is the only way we're referring to it, <laughs> but like it pressed against your face. So obviously, this would not have worked now you know COVID times all I could imagine is when you came through that sucker and your makeup's just smeared I was so scared about that because like I said like Eli Roth was gonna be there and I really just wanted to meet him Mm -hmm. and I'm like I am I'm really about to go through the stupid like canal tunnel that's gonna smear my makeup and I'm gonna go out and meet Eli Roth and like I'm gonna have you know like just like these these like gigantic wings of eyeliner smeared down my cheek. Raccooning it as I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily that was not the case, but I genuinely thought it was. It it was, go on. What were you going to say? So it was, it was definitely the experience. I I definitely like the haunt maze in itself. Um, And so at the end of the hunt, you get out and get to the bar and uh, so we, we get into the bar and they actually have VIP tables behind the gen i guess you call it the gen pop area where everybody's Mm -hmm. meeting greeting and we sit down you know i think we had we ordered a couple drinks sit down and then right behind me i was not aware (laughs) that this musician uh, dj ashba and he Mm. he plays for uh 6 a.m okay okay Um, i couldn't remember his name for the life of me i remember him i just couldn't remember his name i remember his his top hat on there but i remember mostly was his girlfriend he was with yeah his like almost underage girlfriend she uh she she spilt this like what appeared to be a very expensive bottle of uh uh what is that what's that one liquor word i don't i dude you're asking me to reach way back yeah Everything well, was overpriced there, so... Yeah, I mean, where we're talking about... It could have been anything. <laughs> yeah, what, what year was this? This was, uh, like, 2012, I yeah, think? Yeah, 2012. Oh, my um, God. So, she uh, spilt this, what looked like a very expensive bottle of Jaeger, because you can smell the Jaeger. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the whole thing smelled like Jaeger, though. Jaeger bombs were a big thing back then. I'm not yeah. sure if they <laughs> still are, but Jaeger was king. So, anywho... Um, Vinnie Paul was also there. Um, I remember that correctly. Yeah. Um, he was, and I freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, it's Vinnie Paul. Yeah, so we got a, got an autograph from him. Um, but also when we finally came and met Eli Roth, right? So Jenna and her friend had made this uh, like a faux poster. Okay, let me, <laughs> let me take you back. So my best friend and I, Victoria... Um, when we were like 18, 19, um, we decided we wanted to do, cause we were both very, 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 very interested in special effects makeup. And, um, we, we did a, a photo shoot where we did a special effects look, um, for, uh, Hostel Part Two, one of Eli Roth's movies, and um, this was in the in the age of MySpace, and he was very like fan oriented then. So like, um, I actually like sent it to him, and he posted it on his page with like other fan art and stuff, and like other other things that fans had made for him. So. Um, my goal was because Victoria and I, we were supposed to go together 
um, something had happened and she couldn't make it. So it was Joe and I. And I printed out the picture and I was like, I'm going to have him sign this for Victoria and surprise her. And um, I brought two, one for me and one for her. And so that was that was this that was that story. What were you going to say? Oh, so when we go to greet Eli Roth and, and shake his hand and everything, first thing I do is I said, Eli Roth, do you remember this? And I whip the poster out from back behind my pocket, <laughs> sling it down. He looks at it. He's like, oh, yeah, kind of like with almost a concerned tone in his voice, just, just a slight concern. Right? He was nice enough. And then I'm like, well, that's this girl right here. And then I pull you, pull you forward. And he's like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on. <laughs> I know. Um so that is definitely something that you do not get yeah virtual, you know yeah and yeah sorry i, I was reminiscing that was yeah. a fun night yeah. um <laughs> and um yeah i mean and that's true you know because like even like at the conventions and stuff and doing like the fandom and everything like yeah you're still getting like these panels and stuff and they're really cool but um there's also a big difference between like seeing somebody and even like on my part um you know I'm just a, a an ar- artist you know who t- usually takes up space in like artist alley but um there is something it's like relying on social media for that same kind of interaction is um it's a little destructive to the ego I would say is probably the best way to word that because like when you when you do these conventions and you get to meet people and it's not every person who comes across your your booth or your work there's a lot who don't give a crap who are just like obligated to look because you made eye contact but then there are some who will stop and genuinely care and they're like oh my god and they just want to sit there and talk to you and 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 everything and that's something I think like is so fun because like especially when you, you know going back to what I said about like fans connecting it's like um there's so many so many things that that I like to do that not everybody I mean like I have people ask me the weirdest questions like oh is this so and so like I had who was it I did and they asked if it was Elvis and I was like what no it was just weirdest like no (laughs) but um remember that lady she bought a candle years over at dark side she bought a candle because she she looks she she oh yeah sees the candle from I can tell you maybe 40 feet away and she rolls over and she picks up the candle with Wednesday Adams on and she says, this looks just like my granddaughter. I'm going to buy it because it looks just like her and she's going to put up on her mantle. Right. Can you imagine being that little girl that gets that? She says, my grandma bought me a candle with my face for somebody that looks like me. And you just put it on the mantle. That I, I, I don't know. Depends if the little girl is trying to look like Wednesday Adams, then I guess that would be validating. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, the the whole point is you 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 get these like kind of kind of kooky experiences that like you don't get through social media, you don't get through through any kind of like digital means. And um you know, I I think I that's kind of something I miss. But oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, when you create something that like not everybody grasps right away like I did a piece uh of um uh Betty Davis as Baby Jane from whatever happened to Baby Jane and it's one of my favorite pieces I've ever done but there's a very small group of people who saw it and when they saw it they got so excited and so happy and those are the cool people. <laughs> Those are the people where I'm like, yes. And I guess it it's it's feeding my ego. You know, like I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that, you know, when somebody's like, "Oh my gosh, you know, you actually you did this this cool thing and and um, you know, like I, I didn't know I couldn't I haven't seen anything like this here where we're at wherever we are." <laughs> um and yeah, it's it's very like it 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 strokes the ego and it makes you feel good. And, um, unfortunately, you know, like, like I said, you don't, you don't get that through social media. Like, and it's hard because unless you already have, you know, a ton of ton, ton and ton and ton and ton of followers, you're kind of, you know, screwed. But that, that personal, um, bonding you form, with people when you stand there and you talk to them and you know they ask you oh how did you do this or um you know how long did it take or anything like that or you know and and it's it's just a lot of fun conversation because the people who stop to talk with you are the ones who who like I said they validate you because it's like they're stopping and they're not talking just out of like courtesy, like I said, like, oh, we locked eyes, we have to make small chat, you know, or else it's going to be awkward if I just walk away, which it's not just keep going, peruse, I, I'm not butthurt, go ahead. But um, the ones where it's like, they actually just want to talk to you and engage with you. It's, it's like, you just, it's, it's a, a nice connection. Because there's nothing more to it than just like, people connecting about something they genuinely like and I miss that because yeah you can you can do all this and and talk to people over the phone which I'm not a phone person but you can talk to people you know through through text through you know whatever means but it's just it's not the same it's not the same as having that in-person audience so when you were talking about you know like the concert going experience where it's about that 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 feeling of being a part of a live production you know it's it kind of leaves me to question it's like well the importance of the audience when you're on that stage so to speak whatever your stage is um and I think all it comes down to is just that that craving of some kind of connection because if you were a musician and you're on stage, obviously, you want people to have a reception to what you're playing, what you're singing, right? Like, if they if they didn't, why would they, you know, 
hold the mic out for you to see long, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, it's all art forms anyways. That's, I mean, yeah. That's what you're trying to do is connect with others. Yeah. You know? And that's, it's not always easy. It's not always easy. And, you know, we, we are in very divisive times. So it's nice when you can just talk about something that brings us together. You know, like, whatever whatever the case is. Like, you know, it just... It's nice. It's a nice um, moment, I think, is is what I am long-windedly trying to say. But, like, as we're saying with the, the good and the bad with these events is, you know, you're going to have to figure out ways to make this virtual thing work a little better because the way that I'm seeing things going is that commercial real estate is going to have some issues, right? Um, because that just opens everything up with these virtual things. Like, mm -hmm. um, everything is going to be worldwide now. Well, you know, as yeah. worldwide as it can make them. So now you have everybody going on into these events now, you know? So you're going to have to really cater to... Well, I mean, see, because that doesn't really, you wouldn't have to cater to anybody. Who are you catering to anyways, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of these these events are already kind of um, fairly uh, niche. You know, like there's well, uh, the Order of the Good Death to, uh, on Saturday. They put, put on um, the Mortals Market, which well, is just a bunch of death positive. Well, there are niche makers. ones, and you have to go out and search of these niche ones. But, I mean, just look at Hollywood. As, as, as a whole right now is the, the big argument is Hollywood are making these movies now purely based upon profit alone. And now because the movie industry is such a global uh, market. market now that you have certain countries who are paying more per capita mm. to see the movies. So now they're actually taking their scripts and they're kind of manipulating them to pull the big dollars kind of like corporations do i mean you want the most money for your product yeah well you, i think are you talking more about like blockbusters yeah like of... blockbuster i mean obviously because you still have uh, excellent art films very much like vivarium uh definitely highly recommended that one i saw that you know it was everything i wanted from jim <laughs> and also just take a second about a tv show well a couple tv shows that we just saw um to recommend is Ozark, mm. and also I just got in this TV show Cobra Kai, um, <laughs> and I definitely highly recommend that one. You know, um, uh, oh, one more Space Force. Space Force. Okay, I really, really want to make a note because I don't want anything to get political. Um, that show is actually surprisingly apolitical, and it's hilarious. The humor in it is so funny, and um, to me, it's very, very reminiscent of like early '90s Saturday Night Live, and I said, and actually, the creator of you know The Office and whatnot, he was actually a writer on Saturday Saturday Night Live, and it really shines through. It's a really funny show. Like, go into it knowing that it is making fun of everything. Um, and it's just, it's a silly, funny show, but it's also really heartwarming. Like, I don't know, John Malkovich is, is amazing in it, and Steve Carell is hilarious in it. 
I went off that. track again. Sorry. Remember that movie, Being John Malkovich? Yeah. <laughs> he crawls up into that little hole space and he goes in his mind. That was a good one also. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of SNL, you know, us being Californians, <laughs> we, should, no. we should probably do this podcast in the, the format of our native language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Be like, Look, I'm telling you, being John Malkovich <laughs> is the... <laughs> Is the best. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> the best show of, of all time, right? And that's because I was down on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> off of the 405. Off the 405, all right? I took the one, the Pacific Coast. <laughs> I directed my eyesight over to the moon shadows. And, like, I kind of squinted a bit there. And I look, I, I, I kind of squinted a lot, and I was, is, is that John Malkovich over there, the moon shadows? <laughs> I can go get his autograph. John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that baritone got a little whisper behind it. <laughs> oh. oh, that was uh... a. <laughs> That's a native tongue right there. That's our native that. tongue. Even though, I mean. Joe was born in California, but then he left, and then he came back. That's how come you got a little bit of that Arizona <laughs> sling behind it, a little bit of Forrest Gump. You're kind of like, wait, is that a California? Is that Forrest Gump? I can't really tell. You know? Say hill. The hill? You go, yeah, you go and climb the hill. Mm-hmm. You, you used to be able to, you, you couldn't say it. You'd say heel. Hill. Heel. That's it. I've got to climb the heel. Exactly. I used to say hill, so I was like, okay, i got to transform that. i got to fit in. You know, so I was like, it's an L. An L. <laughs> yeah. What were we even talking about? What led us P-C-E. here? PCE. <laughs> yeah. PCE in California. <laughs> <laughs> I, I for one, cannot wait for PCE. <laughs> it, it's going to be so bodacious. Bodacious? Remember that one? No. But to explain an event... <laughs> Just a good old bodacious event. So you can hear the you can hear the Forrest Gump trying to come on through right there. I'm gonna propose to Dave that that's the new tagline for PCE 2021. The bodacious event. <laughs> the boda- the most bodacious event. <laughs> we are kind of going with like a 90s theme, so it actually would work. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. Let's 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 try to head full. What were you? I don't know. Let's try to go back full circle. Yeah. PC, amazing guests. So far, uh, it's 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 lining up to be something, um, absolutely brilliant again for the second year, and um, we went so off track today <laughs> in this recording. I have totally lost where we started. I'm sure it's all right. You can consider this the Wabi Sabi episode. That's true. Right. That's true. It's it's we we kind of moved all over the place again. Um, we learned kind of early on. It's like we don't really benefit by trying to construct what we're gonna talk about because then we realize like nothing comes across organic it doesn't like it just sounds weird so that's kind of why like i think we just go off kilter and it's fun i don't know hopefully you guys enjoy it um all i know is we are coming up to october and um 
October is like my favorite month. Uh, we're a couple weirdos. We got married on October. Uh, we got married on Halloween. Um, and uh, it's my favorite month. So I'm hoping we can concoct some really good uh, stuff for you guys come October. Um, if there's anything like any any um, subjects, you know, like horror, Halloween, spooky, anything like that, you you kind of want to hear us uh, breach, feel free. We will totally like. There's the Californian shining. <laughs> she also she also goes on about killing the ego also. So stay tuned. Killing the ego. That's yeah. That's something we should work on. Okay. Anyway, reach out to us if you have any ideas regarding Halloween, October, that whole month. Um, any last thoughts? Wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi. <laughs> the Wabi-sabi episode. All right, guys. So you can uh, Facebook and tweet us at the World of Myth Bits podcast and the World of Myth magazine. And uh, you can also gram us on the Instagram at the world of Mythbits, and uh, yeah, I I think that's. Thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you know what? Instead of that, I should be. Thank you for listening. Thanks, totally tubular. Ciao. <laughs> The world of myth bits. Next on the Californians.